popcorn paperback. Gotta eat the popcorn, read the paperback. Open up the paperback, eat the popcorn. Popcorn paperback. Hey everyone, welcome to the <laughs> podcast. It's Popcorn Paperback, episode yeah. two. Uh, yep, we're here. Hey, hey, welcome to Popcorn Paperback. This is the bi-weekly podcast for the arts and entertainment department at the Daily Californian. I'm Charlie Cruz, the literature beat. I review books. And I'm Jackson Kim Murphy. I'm a former film beat, and I still <laughs> review movies. What is this podcast about, Charlie? <laughs> this is a podcast about both books and movies, and sometimes even other forms of media, video games, baby, uh, discussing each <laughs> medium's merits. <laughs> there are other media And how they clash. <laughs> yeah, but I'm referencing our... our, our oh, yeah, we talked know, about our Overwatch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how they clash, these mediums, you know, how they clash and complement each other. Yeah, two mediums enter, only one leaves. Every week uh, we declare a winner. Sometimes with the assistance of a guest that picks a side in this eternal battle. It's about 100 years old Mm -hmm. between books and movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sometimes we get people off the street, other writers in the arts and entertainment section, uh, Berkeley students. Who knows? Weirdos, monsters. Who knows? Anyone could enter this studio. We have an open door policy. Yeah. Um, The doors are unlocked. Yeah. So if you ever read something. Or watch something. Pick a side on. A popcorn paperback. Uh, today's <laughs> recording, we're on the ground. Uh, this is a floor recording. This is a floor recording. We Our producer are, MJ is underneath a desk right now. <laughs> we decided to strip ourselves of all modern technology, you know, do hard scrabble. Yeah. Like like our forefathers, you know, who used to sit on the ground. Yeah. No chairs. When they wrote the Constitution. When they, yeah. yeah. When, they, <laughs> when all the forefathers got in a big circle. Yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> Nail sat down. Um, yeah, we're doing after that. After the war that went back to New York. And who's on the floor with us? But one of the most notorious <laughs> members prolific. of the Daily Cal. A prolific writer. A, one of the most organized people I know. Insane. Uh, and uh, and a total freak. <laughs> uh, put your hands together. <laughs> it's just like it's too much like a, like a wrestling. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Weighing in at. Uh, it's Shannon O'Hara, folks. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you, guys. I'm Shannon. I'm, I'm, I'm a total freak. Uh, <laughs> yep. I started off as an arts and entertainment writer, was the arts editor. Um, what was the first article you've ever written? Yeah. First article I actually was about a book. It was, I interviewed an author, and um, but I didn't know for an interview you actually had to like write an article. I just, I typed up everything she said, and then I just sent the editor my quotes. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I, I thought that too the first That's time. Beautiful. So I did that, and then That's I was fantastic. in the office for nine hours, and I thought it was. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, but I've come far. You have. You have. You've, uh, now you tell me, you've written over a hundred articles. Yeah, I've written, I probably, yeah, between like, yeah, like 104, 105. Wow. That's incredible. I've written like less than 10. Yeah. In a cool way. Each one's a gem, you know? No, they're all great. I love reading. Yours too. Yours too. Yeah. Yeah. All of our articles. Yeah, you've written 20 gems. I've written 105 gems. (laughs) She's written 20 gems. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Um, Shannon's a friend. Shannon's our friend. Uh, tell us, you know, uh, Sh- the thing about the Daily Cal, you can't, you, you go around the office nowadays, it's just Shannon all everywhere. There is a picture of Shannon in the arts. I feel wing. like I'm in, um, you wing. know, uh, 1984. Yeah. You're like the big brother of this office. Yeah. Is that fair to say? 
I think, mo- yeah, those so the posters definitely, <laughs> a lot of people that I don't know know who I am because of the posters. I also mm. work as the staff rep, so pe- the whole staff gets emails from me every week. Yeah. Um, but I get emails from you. Yeah, the, the posters were not my idea. Um, they were hung up um, last, when I was editor, so, but I don't mind them. They're fine. Yeah. They're cool. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Wonderful. What do you like most? What do you, you like? You, you've done a book. You've done a movie? I've, yeah, I've reviewed. You've I've, reviewed almost everything. At I've, this point, I right? was one of the ra- some writers come in and I think they want to write about one very specific thing. I me. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> me. And no, you've written about it a couple. Of yeah, things. you're right. You've written yeah. about a lot of chefs. Welcome to Marwin. Yeah, welcome to uh, Marwin. But I yeah, I tried to dabble mostly because I don't. I'm not too much of an expert in one thing. But um, I don't know what I really like writing about the most. Were you ever a beat? I was um, theater and comedy beat at the same time. Yeah. Wow. That was me. Wow. Two beats, one lady? I think columns are my favorite. Oh. Yeah. Right Why? Um, a, because you don't have to go anywhere. You can write them in your pajamas like nice. the night before they're due. I love yeah. that. You could um, do that with reviews, too. Um, harder for <laughs> movies, though, just because you have to go to them. You have oh, to go yeah. To concerts yeah. <laughs> you have to go to the city, usually. You have yeah. to experience things. So, yeah, theater, music, film are, yeah, against my lazier tendencies. Mm. But, but I, yeah, I think columns are just cool because I think you learn about yourself when you write them. Wow, interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, MJ, you got any thoughts? Oh, yeah, no, like, <laughs> that's what, uh, yeah. I never really met Shannon. This is, like, the first time I've ever met face to face. Yeah, nice to meet you, too, Shannon. Um, Sorry, this is awkward because. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're literally <laughs> looking at me under a desk. It's a really good first yeah. impression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Shannon, we, you know, we know you, we love you. You're a public figure. Uh, <laughs> one thing people might not know about you, though, is uh, your love of. A certain ruffian, a certain type of uh, vagabond, a pirate, you could say. Oh, what, what, what? what how, when did that start? You've always kind of been a pirate person, I know, uh, right? Has the has the has the age old debate of like who's sexier, cowboys versus pirates? You're definitely on the pirate side, you'd say. Yeah, I think I've probably been into pirates since I was a little girl and dressed up as a pirate for Halloween around you know age six, seven. Yeah, but um. Pirates, I think, are cool because the idea of them is this very, like, romantic, like, oh, like, a life on the high seas. But at the mm. same time, they're also very disgusting, which I just think is super, I like. Oh, yeah. They're salty yeah. dogs. Yeah. I think that's funny. And I do think it's a very sexy, <laughs> sexy thing. To be, to like, be gross and dirty? To be a gross and dirty, but also have dreams and aspirations and be very inspiring yeah. in that way yeah there's something human about you know wanting to just travel anywhere you want to be but also you know be being being in your own poop like yeah just being a sneaky see you dog they're kind of like rebels for kicks you know okay <laughs> rebels just for kicks yeah um yes that is one could say that jackson um beautiful uh basically what that was supposed to be is uh you know that's the theme of the of the show today, folks. We're talking about pirates. We're talking today, about pirates. Folks. We're talking about these criminals who swim around, have a great time. More specifically, we're talking about the Disney franchise Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Caribbean? Caribbean? So this is 
I've heard both. It's a, so we get we tend to say Caribbean when we we in the like in I don't the know, fandom. People, I know, people I know tend to say like Caribbean yeah. when we actually refer to the place, but um when we tongue. refer to the movie we say Caribbean, and I think it's because Jack Sparrow pronounces it as Caribbean. Uh, uh, well, he's also illiterate. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But wait, before we get into that, I want to talk about the book, folks. Yeah, we got to talk about a book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love movies. This is the structure of the show. The we got to talk about the book. I mean, we always want to jump in. You sure we want to talk about Jack Sparrow? Sure we want to talk about Will Turner? Sure we want to talk about Davy Jones Locker? But sorry, folks. Right now we're going to talk about the book. Oh. And the book for this week. A High Wind in Jamaica? That's right, Jackson. It's A High Wind in Jamaica by Richard Hughes. This is a beautiful book. This is a fantastic book. I read it the other day. Um, all of it? I read all of it the other day. Crazy. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's fantastic. It's off of the New York Review of Books. Um, this is by Richard Hughes. Richard Hughes is a British man. His 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 <laughs> his his mother was born and raised in the West Indies in Jamaica. Okay. Um, and then he kind of grew up, was educated at Oxford. Yeah. Uh, he wrote screenplays. Uh, Whoa, what I you write? learned this. I don't know. He, he worked for Movies. the Ealing companies. <laughs> ah, damn it. Oh, you set me up, but I didn't get it. Um, yeah, he wrote screenplays. Uh, you know, he's uh, he actually wrote the the first radio play that was performed, I believe. Oh my god, uh, serial? Yeah, he wrote serial podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is probably his most famous book. It's it's highly praised, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, basically, this book is about um, uh, these children who uh, you know live in Jamaica, which is a, a colony. These British children and. Uh, there's a high wind, which is a, a huge hurricane uh, that sweeps across Jamaica, and their parents are really scared because they're like growing up in this environment that that seems dangerous. So they decide to ship them to England. Yeah. Um, but on the way uh, of going to England, these these kids, the, their ship is attacked by pirates, and these pirates take the children, and they kind of uh, have a bunch of misadventures. Um, but it's in a, in a kind of a dark and and kind of crazy way. It's, so kind of like. Pirates of the Treasure Island. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit like Treasure Island, but like it, 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 it's not. It like has the structure of a like a fantastical voyage. You know, it's one of these like co coming of age tales that are really like kind of like a full of adventure and full of fun. But it's very. It's it, the way that it is written is very strange and like dreamlike. He really like kind of goes into the psychology of these kids, and they're like not. It's oh. like a. It's like an alien psychology, not really like a human psychology. Well, that's like, kids. It's like, yeah. Kids yeah. are crazy. Kid Oh man, <laughs> they're not real people. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought the book was fantastic. Um, eventually, the kids are rescued, but not before. Like, yeah. Kind of, it's like you know, it's one of these like, like it gets reversed where it's like, oh, you think the pirates are crazy? What about these little kids? Oh, oh. what about these wild? Like it's like it's kind of like Lord of the Flies, maybe even okay. where it's just like the morality is is kind they're of just reversed. Very, uh, malleable. Yeah, malleable yeah, yeah, yeah. Morals. Or there's just something. Yeah, like it's it's kind of about human nature and and yeah. how that would work in different situations. Um, cool. Are so. they like we love being pirates? Um, or are they like uh oh I hate being on this ship? Um, the pirates are really fun. They have a great time all the time. Like the first mate and the captain are always like, "Hey, we're we're mean to each other," but the captain is really cool. 
Um, there's like a monkey with a rotten tail. This just sounds like everyone likes Pirates that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I chose the book. No, that makes sense. I um, <laughs> we'll talk about the monkey. Yeah, we'll talk about the monkey. Uh, but I wanted to talk. Uh, there's a couple passages that I kind of wanted to to uh, read. We can Please. all just reflect on them a couple times. Maybe Jackson could read some too. Yeah, um, Shannon can read some. Cool. Uh, here's a here's a passage we got. It's about a it's about a pig. Um, Shannon, will you will you grace us with a reading? Sure. Um, fantastic. The reading I had in mind is about this octopus. Um, uh, yes, here it is. Uh, it starts right there. And starts where? Uh, just right here. And how far should I go? Um, go as far as the paragraph. Okay, you got it. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> When swimming underwater, it is a very sobering thing suddenly to look a large octopus in the face. One <laughs> never forgets it. One's respect, yet one's feeling of the hopelessness of any real intellectual sympathy. One is soon reduced to mere physical admiration, like any silly painter, of the cow-like tenderness of the eye, of the beautiful and infinitesimal mobility of that large and toothless mouth, which accepts as a matter of course that very water against which you, for your life's sake, must be holding your breath. There he responses in a fold of rock, apparently weightless in the clear green medium, but very large, his long arms, suppler than silk, coiled in repose, or stirring in recognition of your presence. Far above, everything is bounded by the surface of the air, like a bright window of glass. Contact with a small baby can conjure at least an echo of that feeling in those who are not obscured by an uprush of maternity to the brain. <laughs> pretty fun kind of cool right it's yeah. like hey i'm looking at this octopus i don't know that was just like it just like it was such a cool way of describing just like how like people interact and just like you know i have no idea there's this fascination with nature and its ambivalence yeah you know? something like that i mean it's just like right i think it it, it it troubles the like nature nurture thing. Like yeah. these children are just weird and they've been weird kind of their whole lives. Is and all these the adults are just like, a child? um, it, that's, that's just anyone looking at an octopus. But, like is the narrator. No, it, there's like a, it's a, like an unnamed narrator who sometimes just is like, Oh, I think this towards the end of the novel, there's like a, a woman, Emily, who she's kind of the oldest child. And at a certain point, uh, the, the narrator goes like, Oh, Emily, uh, you know, at this point, Emily was thinking about something, but I, I daren't, like, uh, you know, uh, say what it could be. Like, mm. I, I, I can't penetrate her, her psychology anymore. Like yeah. now, she's too much her own person. Thing, yeah, which is, which is kind of interesting, uh, in terms of like how, how the, how the story is narrated. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of this Werner Herzog quote about chickens, but like, while this is like in awe of nature, mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, just about alienation hmm. when in the face of nature yeah uh he said look into the eyes of a chicken and you will see real stupidity <laughs> it is a kind of bottomless stupidity a fiendish stupidity they are the most horrifying cannibalistic and nightmarish creatures in the world he's a great guy he's always <laughs> so, so happy always uh, always a crowd pleaser yeah all right you want to get into it pirate Pir you want to get into Pirates of the Caribbean? Ooh. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I was we, surprised, we do, and then I heard a knock. We have to open door policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone has just walked in Wait off the Wait a second. Oh, my gosh. Shannon, do you know who this is? No, I've never seen this character <laughs> in my life. 
this yeah. character. It's a regular guy. I just mean funky yeah, looking yeah. guy. Yeah, that's oh, what you mean. yeah. Oh. Oh, he's wet. He's covered. He's like his his galoshes. I'm a salty sweet cedar. That's the way I describe pirates. But I'm a sexy salty sweet cedar. Oh, I could have told you that. (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. What is your name? I can't see. Yeah, come into the light, please. 1967, Walter for Disney conceives of a ride for Disneyland, California. It shan't be based on the bayou by the Blue Bayou restaurant. 630,000 gallons of water taking three days to drain and refill. Enter into the park. Well, I see your name tag right there. You're Davy Jones. (laughs) Wow. So Pirates of the Caribbean, everyone basically knows this movie. Would you mind sticking around and, and talking about the movie with us? Shannon, do you have any questions for? Are you Davy? Can we call you Davy Jones, or is that your job title? Well, yeah, I am off the clock, so I can so I can call you, but I still can call you David Jones. Do you yes. have a real name? Do you have a regular like a like another yes. name? What's Craig Craig Elliot <laughs> Craig Elliot. All right, beautiful, um, fantastic. Uh, Shannon, anything? Any thoughts on Craig? I mean, he's kind of a spooky skeleton thing. Yeah. Not man, not pirate. Working for the Disney Corporation for the pirate ride. Just, just a quick point of clarification: Are you, are you inside the ride? Like when I go through on my little boat, am I going to see you? Are you, do you help me get in the boat? Do you work in the lemonade stand? I'm just trying to place you. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned animaltronics. I, yeah, I am an animaltronic. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, you're a robot. Okay, <laughs> that's that's where I've seen you before. That's where I've seen you before. Yes, I'm on the ride. I'm. I'm in Dead Man's Cove. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk movie. Um, yeah, these are based off theme park rides. Uh, these are absurdly expensive movies. We'll talk about it all five. Are they originally based off? Really? Yeah, yeah it's wow. based off the Rides Pirates first. of the Caribbean theme park ride. And then that launched a bunch. Like, this was very successful. And Disney was like, what other theme park rides can we make? So they made, like, the Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah. Wait, they made the Haunted Mansion movie... Off a theme park ride. But after the Pirates Caribbean? Yeah, after Pirates. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. 2006. Shannon? Yeah, what's up? You're a big fan of this franchise. Absolutely. When did you... Do you remember first watching it, or is it kind of like in your life forever at this point? So my parents... It came out, um, yeah, when I was five years old, and my parents took me to the theater, and okay. it was the scariest thing I had ever seen. It's, I was, it's a scary movie. I was fine through the whole thing up until the point when they go underwater and they are walking under the water skeletons through image. the moonlight. That's when I lost. So I didn't watch them for a long time because I yeah. was very scared. But I got back into them so, around the time that the um, you know second or third one started coming out. Right. And oh, I, six, oh, seven. And yeah, I just... When I was in middle school, something about, I don't know why, but they were always playing on like sci-fi or FX. Yeah, they so were everywhere. I watched one um, every Saturday wow. for probably about two years. That wow. rules. Yeah. So that middle school was big for me. I want to talk about these movies in the context of uh, the central character. For better or worse, the central character is Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp. Um, and how over the course of five movies, 
to me at least, his performance gets uh, sadder and sadder to watch. <laughs> um, the first one, he was Oscar nominated for his performance. He very nearly won um, in that year. And it's very, it's a very good performance from him. He's doing a lot of fun, kooky stuff. He kind of is playing an animatronic. Uh, no offense. Uh, well, I, I just believe it's about time we be, we be featured more in the movies. I agree. I agree. And so I'm happy Johnny Depp uh, is, I mean, like, yeah, so, like an animatronic should have played this role. But Johnny yeah. Depp does an okay job playing an animatronic. Um, and that's right. I mean, that's like a lot of Johnny Depp characters I feel like are slightly animatronic and yeah. just like well that's the thing the Lone this Ranger like, character is a we could diorama model <laughs> before it's a human being you yeah know? yeah the uh, Mad Hatter the Mad Hatter <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. right Craig when Burton. you're right you're right the Mad Hatter was a kooky fellow um, Willy Wonka yeah so like it's weird <laughs> It's weird watching this performance from 2003 from Johnny Depp when he was very much in his, like, like he was in Blow a couple years ago. Like he was playing these tough guy gangster roles. He's still doing some Burton stuff, uh, like, every now and then. Um, but, like, this performance very much sets the precedent for the rest of his career and the type of performance he will give for the rest Absolutely. of his career. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, Shannon... What what is your favorite thing about these pirate movies? Is it is it just the 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 lore, the, the kooky character? Like what what struck me again with this with this viewing was was seeing uh, the two pirates, right? The hello, Bobet, Pantel and Regetti, Pan Pantel and Regetti. Those are their names. Um, and then also the two bumbling British soldiers. Yeah, uh, you get the two like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern on either love, sides of the line. I love that. I think that's great. I think there's just such fun like and, and right like Barbosa's the villain. Yeah, but the villain even is then like Craig. You had a reaction. What? what I, I mean, he's a villain, but me thinks he be the hero. <laughs> of course yeah you have a reading where where he's the actual the the protagonist so i mean this is my favorite thing about these movies barbosa um barbosa is my favorite character but more generally not specifically i think that the most interesting thing about these movies is that you have six different protagonists who are also antagonists and you mm. just have a lot of very convoluted and conflicting mo- th- these movies are very centralized on like motivations yes and, like that's very much the core of and that's what drives the entire plot, which is true of a lot of movies, but I yeah. think really shines in this movie. Everyone's so, very self-interested in these Even movies. though Jack Sparrow, I think, is the character that people associate with these movies, I would argue that he is in no way the protagonist of these movies. Um, for the first three, at least. For the first three, yeah. And then I think that's why his performance in the fourth and fifth are so bad, is because they kind of misunderstand that Jack... They think that Jack is the protagonist, and that that's why they're they just don't come off quite as well. Well, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of like that thing with the Han Solo movie, where that character is kind of just like a rakish scoundrel in the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, I mean that's kind of one of the cool things about kind of the ambiguity of his character is he has very like outwardly presenting motivations that usually contradict what he actually wants, and at the end things always tend to work out in favor and. The movie yeah. tries to make it look like it was all part of his master plan when in reality that's probably not true and a lot of the times he does just kind of get lucky. Yeah, and like he'll always sign off with like, this is the day. You, you, do you know the full line? You're almost doing Yeah, uh... it's like, this is the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. But it'll almost always be cut yeah. off with like always. him getting hit by water or falling yeah. down. Or... Yeah. 
this be me thinks. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts? Part yeah, of the genius of inserting the compass. The ge- yes. Upon the person at Jack's bar. The compass is whose again? It's it's technically Jack's. It changes hand a few times, but it does belong to Jack. Okay. And yet, would it be upon the person at a Jack's bar? Mm-hmm. He know not what exactly be the thing he want. Yeah. And yet, it seems so constantly so that he very decisively makes and deliberately chooses upon all his actions. It's yeah, it's an inter- the compass is interesting and I think actually the fifth movie has a lot of problems but my favorite scene in it is when he does open the compass and it just points to the sea. Yeah. And that's when you reveal that it's at nice. his core He's that he really does just want to be at the sea and that even his desire to get to the ship is just his desire to be out on the sea and yeah. free. At the same time, um I think uh his performance in the Johnny Depp's performance in the fifth one is like heroically lazy. Absolutely. Um, it's bad. And it's very watching it in the theaters. I was struck. It came out, I think last summer, mm-hmm. last yeah. May. Yeah. Watching in the theaters. I was struck by, what was the name of that movie? Dead men tell no tales. They don't actually, a lot of dead men tell tales. In that <laughs> yeah. Movie. That's, that's kinda... the thing. <laughs> and in all the movies. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, right. They will. Do you, are they making more movies? They are. They are, are making they? a sixth one. It's, wow. I don't know Johnny how far again? along they haven't said, I think as much as I dislike Johnny Depp's performance lately and personal choices. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know that it would make sense to make one without him. It wouldn't. I don't think. Well, well, I mean, they just have to keep. I mean, eventually they'll run out of pirate maxims, won't they? I mean, Craig, do you think that they'll just they'll just have to find like a scurvy dog's uh, a a little sail or something like that? You know, they'll just have to make them up or something like that. There be a long list of pirate maxims. Aside from the dead men telling no tales, there is of course the living men who tell no whales. <laughs> yeah, they never speak of whales, only sharks. Yeah. Eventually, they're also going to have the opportunity to go back in time, too. They will. That's a fruitful, fruitful direction. Right, once, once he ages out, you just go back. Yeah, or like, yeah, they do Fast and Furious structure, you know. Because they're already, what there's already. What structure is that? <laughs> Fast uh, and Furious? Two dead, two tails or something like that, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Um, <laughs> you have one, Craig? Tokyo Drift? At, uh, yeah, Atlantic, Atlantic Drift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp in the fifth one is still like, there's a part where he's getting dragged by, I think, hor- no, yeah. He's attached to a bank, which is being dragged by horses because right. they're robbing a bank. Um, and he's just like, he's just drinking the whole time. And it's very sad. <laughs> You're like, look at this old man. He is like <laughs> excessively drunk in this movie more, even more than he is in the other movies. Yeah. And it, it doesn't work. And he's still like very, um, he does the thing towards I forget even the woman's character in the movie the young Anja, like the corset oh, yes. wearing ingenue goodness I can't even think of her name here. yeah and he's like like leering Karina yeah he's leering and like cat calling her the whole time and he does that to Kira Knightley in the first one uh, and here it's just like you're like tw- you're 15 years older dude would you stop 
Would ye be saying that, in fact, the performances of Johnny Depp be mirroring, in fact, the inspiration of his original performance in a similarly sad way? The same way that perhaps some of the aging rock stars that were once iconic in the 60s or maybe even 70s are now sad. And as more and more we grow as a culture, we can look back and say that some of their behavior was not, in fact, charming nor iconic, but impermissible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's actually a lot of good take. <laughs> funky. It's it's just kind of a funky thing to think about in terms of a lot of rock stars have cameoed in parts of the Caribbean. Oh, Paul, uh, Paul McCartney's in the fifth, in the fifth one. So Keith Richards Jesus. is in Keith several Richards, of them. He's good. He's great in them, but um, and he's kind of just being Keith Richards. Yeah, in all he the movies. did an interview where he said, "When I was first um, becoming famous as a rock star, I drew inspiration from the idea of pirates being these very oh. swaggering." characters and so it's kind of a rock stars and pirates are a fun comparison even outside of Johnny Depp's performance. They're, well, well yeah they are about criminals and they're taking place in this pastiche uh, like fun swashbuckling spin on colonialist imagery yeah yeah, um, yeah. and they're about uh, people who break the law yeah and yeah. steal and they're uh, criminals obstruct the this um, the march of this system that will come to shape our own world yeah uh, and at the same time these are very expensive movies <laughs> obscenely expensive Truly. they made a lot of money they remind me of the um the John Mulaney uh, joke about uh, you know these movies lately they cost a hundred million dollars you could just pay me I could pay to just see a pile of a hundred million dollars and then I would even add my own money to the pile and it would feel like a privilege this I think m- the fourth one if I'm not mistaken is the most expensive film ever made it is which is it looks cheap compared to yeah, the other ones it's yeah I can't it fascinates me every time I yeah. think about that the third one once you lose Gore Verbinski great gallows humor guy and you get to rob marshall less fun well the difference between the two films or perhaps at least the bundle of films directed by one or the other verbinski and the dog marshall begging the question upon me and this scurvy dog and my hosts of skeletal crews i'll finish the question once (laughs) what exactly what signifiers be ye salty dogs looking for to 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 distinguish a expensive film from the rest what signifiers be present in a film to tell you this cost me lots of money uh well we got big ships that you get to see blow up the third one ends with a pirate ship being destroyed in slow motion with splinters everywhere across yeah, the screen. Yeah, right? It's almost like uh, I, what I feel like you're trying to say is like there's a, there's a certain level of graphics where it's just like the whole point is to like see the entire explosion. It's like, yeah. like and just see everything like each rendered, yeah, uh, a cannonball or a person or piece of rope or like, you know, uh, rotten fruit. Like any part of the ship is, is rendered and then just like turned into a, yeah, I know what you're trying to get me to do. Um, uh, uh, like see all these is little like like all the digital uh you know uh, uh like you see the labor put into it through yeah. through this like kind of like uh explosion or 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 just complete display of 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 graphics it's just like look at how much we can process look at how much we can have destroyed much like in the in this book by evan calder williams uh, shard cinema where he talks about the shards within like Transformers movies or uh, other other kind of huge blockbuster mm. films 
show that the, the the kind of labor within its own 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 grandeur, the spectacle. And perhaps allow me to pause it upon sure, this. Please, yeah, Craig. What distinctions could I <laughs> scurvy dogs scurvy dogs <laughs> make between labor, <laughs> digital labor, perhaps the labor that is in essence disembodied and that upon a person? A, a scurvy cow's two hands <laughs> building upon a wooden set. Sure. Verbinski seemed to me to be an artist that can blend the two, whether it be in a movie like Pirates or in Rango, where he do put Johnny Depp. <laughs> so much hatred in that, in that pronouncement. Well, he's, do, he's done a lot of work against us in, That's the, in the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Business. It must be hard to get away from that image. I mean, you work for the Disney Corporation I, for the ride. I am, in <laughs> fact, a soul constructed with a sole purpose of serving the Disney vision, yes. I mean, do you do you have plans outside of that? I mean, do you... Do you want to be something more? I than do just dream a, of escaping and a, sailing a wet the high robot seas. pirate. Yes. Really? Yes, yes, you yes, yes. want to sail in the high it seas? It is the ultimate liberal fantasy. You want to be a real pirate, a li- libertarian? You are a libertarian. I am. In fact, I do subscribe to a few. <laughs> No. Oh, God. Oh, no. You really are a deep learning AI. I know. <laughs> That's a yes. Do not. Yes, I am. I am. In fact, my communication with the neural networks of the Silicon Valley hath given me. A now, tell me this. It uh, seems like you, you're, you're, you're. I don't want to sound rude, but your processors have been kind of very loud. The fans yeah. that cool down your your processors have been like very loud. Sparks coming out of your arms. Are this you whole time? Are you mining crypto right now? I do have uh, quite a few interests in <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> Ecosystem, yeah, like oh. bit doubloons or yeah. something. Well, yes, it it aligned very clearly. Did with you my make your own cryptocurrency? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Craig, I'd love to it's know more about well. it. Yes. Really yes, good. It's doing very well. Well, there was right right yeah. a big boom of that sort some. of stuff. What what is it called? It'd be called bit doubloon. Oh, it's we're just getting it on the. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the obvious name. That makes it? sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. So once Verbinski's gone, the movies get worse. They do. They look cheaper. Um, do you think it goes in order of like do what? Is, what is your favorite mo- your movie of the of this franchise? What's your full I, ranking? First, third, second, um, fifth, fourth. Yeah. I would say, but second and third honestly could be tied. Second and third are very yeah similar. Yeah, I think both, they were shot back to back. I think. Second one, I think, has aged well. It, it's gorgeous. Looking yeah. at it last night and looking at Davy Jones just putting out his oh. pipe in the rain, it's an insane image. Yeah, Davy Jones is also one of my favorite characters. But um, but yeah, this, he's an amazing character. But yeah, the second movie, I remember people were really not a fan when it first came out. But Here. most people I know are very appreciative of it now. Yeah, the third one's a lot. Third one's a lot. And as it should be. Yeah, no. The third one is like a has a forty five minute climax in a hurricane. Yeah, and it's like you get to the end of it and you realize that you only actually watched two of the perhaps two thousand ships present yeah. fight each other. It's insane. And it's amazing it's that every they could pirate do all in the that. world, right? Yeah. It's and they it's amazing that they created so much chaos using only two of the ships that they brought to the party. It also reveals that the earth is flat in the universe in that yes. universe. Yes, which is, this is true. The Earth, and it is flat in our universe. Yeah, uh, I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the flat Earth. Right there was this tweet the other day that was just like about flat Earth. Yeah, about all these flat Earth. Pe- if you got in a fight with the flat Earth people, they'd be like, "Hey, take him to the edge." You know, just just throw this guy off the Earth. I thought that was hilarious. I really liked that. MJ, you got to give us the verdict. 
books or movies this week? Uh, I'm actually, I think I'm actually going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa, the movie wins this week. Final yeah. thoughts, Shannon? Yeah, I just, I think there's a reason why they're kind of the only pirate movies out there. Unless they you want, are, you yeah. want to make a case for Captain Phillips, you may. Jesus. But <laughs> um, it is a pirate movie. Um, but, <laughs> but. I think that really says something to no one. No one feels that there's anything else that they could add to the pirate genre because these movies really do. They have are it. They like, have it all. They're the pirate movies. Yeah. Craig, you have any? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hope that one day pirate movies could be made again. It strike me as pretty sad to think that a whole genre hath disappeared from our culture after these movies. Me wonders if these movies have just done so much to kill the genre that we are no longer looking for more of it. Or if there's something at the basis of this genre, some cultural import, some sense of values, maybe the ultimate liberal fantasy of being a fatsier with your own code. If that has left our society. I also want to let you know. You're that Irish. I do feel a little bit Irish, well. I must say. It is in my source code. Do you want to do the uh, the movies thing where we do the the predictions? Oh yeah, what yeah, we yeah, do yeah, after? yeah. I forgot we had What's this some section? upcoming releases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone have any movies or books that are upcoming or any any other forms of media that are kind of exciting? I'm I'm not even gonna do a book actually this time because I feel so sad that the book didn't win. I'm gonna do. I'm looking wow. forward to the new uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo Switch. Remember when we playing? said video games earlier? Yep. I'm back to video games. I'm a video games guy now. Like, uh, when does that come out? November? December? It comes out, really? I hoped it. I thought it would be even sooner. Uh, maybe December. But uh, that looks great. I think I'm going to be playing Isabel, who is the mayor's assistant or the, the, the mayor. She's she's great. She's in Animal Crossing. She's very cute. She's a dog. Uh, I can't wait for that. Shannon, you got anything that's coming up that you're excited about? I'll pick a television one. Um, Please. Daredevil season three is coming out Whoa. this weekend. Oh, is it Which, this weekend? It's coming out October 19th, I think, is when it wow. drops. My and, birthday. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jackson? Yeah. Uh, this movie's coming out. Uh, I'm going to highlight two of them. Uh, the new Halloween comes out Friday. Whoa. That could be interesting. It could be bad. Uh, who knows? It's directed by David Gordon Green, who did uh, Pineapple Express and George Washington, a, like an old indie movie from 2000. Not that old. Very interesting. Very different. He's yeah. had a very weird career. Yeah. Uh, he's doing this movie. Dan McBride wrote the script. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Yeah, I don't know. Could be good. And the other is Monrovia, Indiana. Uh, the new Frederick Wiseman documentary. Whoa. Frederick Wiseman in his late 80s still making, still making three-hour documentaries about places in America. I watched Ex Libris with my roommate, uh, or at least part of it, because it's three hours long. But I, I loved it. I, I liked the end a lot. Ex Libris is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was very good. Ex Libris is a documentary... Three, I, I believe three hours and 40 yeah. minutes about New York the New Public York library. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just shows all the ins and outs of the system, what kind of clientele come in, how to balance the branches, yeah. budget meetings. There's like, yeah, hour long, not even hour long, but just like these like long, long 
just shots of the meetings of just like yeah. how, how like how people kind of co- congregate and it's so interesting to just like kind of watch each little yeah. slice of life yeah. and it's cleansing uh to watch just What's watch these slices of life movie about uh, it's about a town monrovia indiana Whoa. i don't know anything else about it yeah we started aspen me and my roommate and that was kind of fun that's like an older older movie craig have you seen any of these me heard on twitter that monrovia indiana hath a little more Trumpian attitudes among the cast of folks you might see than one would be looking for in a Wiseman. I mean, that's Indiana. Yes, but also, right? So, I mean, you can find a lot of the the Wiseman on on uh, on a certain uh, video streaming site. Canopy. Yeah, Canopy. Craig, Which you, is do free you know anything with, uh, about Canopy? UC Berkeley. Yes, if you are a member of a participating academic library or public library, you can use your membership to gain access to CanopyStreaming.com, which does feature the entire catalog of Frederick Wiseman's work. Beautiful. He's a great filmmaker. Uh, he's 80-something now. I won't do anything in my late 80s, probably, except yeah. like read nice, like Tom Clancy novels oh, or whatever. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm also looking forward to the new Jack Ryan. No. Yeah, it's out. Yes. It features I, Wendell Pierce, one of my favorite performers from HBO's The Wire. All it does, uh, it's just Jim from The Office, John Krasinski, yeah. and she just walks into boardrooms and he's like, you don't want to stop the next Bin Laden. <laughs> it's just that yeah. for eight hours. That, yeah. Anyways, well, uh, yeah, we'll do that next week. Uh, thank you all for listening yeah, to Popcorn Paperback. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, tune in next week or the week after for uh, another uh, edition, and uh, we love you.